But whether it was Veggie Tales or whether it's Sunday School, we tend to focus on the fun ones. Sure. You know, we yeah. focus on, you know, we'll start with Adam and Eve because that's got animals in it. And then we go to Noah's Ark because that's mm-hmm. got animals in it. And then we go to Daniel in the Lion's Den because that's got animals in it. <laughs> and then up we on think, a, oh, a common theme here. <laughs> yeah, is there a theme? Yeah. And oh, oh, did I mention Jonah and the whale? Oh, there's a whale. <laughs> oh, we got yeah, whales. Right. Bring in the whales. That's pretty good. <laughs> We're glad you've joined us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. I'm joined with Mark Dickey from the Afternoon Show. Hey. And I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing. And today, we're taking a look at talking with kids about Jesus. And we have a special guest to help us do that. We do have a special guest. Now, hold on. Just, just okay, all right, I'm excited. You know, hit the brakes a little bit. <laughs> Got to remind everybody that the Bridge Podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. You can celebrate the pleasures of autumn at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant in Rehoboth Beach. Take in the beautiful beach and the boardwalk in a charming Victorian atmosphere. Mm. Actually, Mark, you can do that all year long. All year. It doesn't even have to be autumn. Spring, summer, fall. winter. It, it's wonderful. Whether you celebrate autumn or fall. That's right. That's true. I guess you need to make up your mind before you do that. But something else you can make up your mind about is the room you want to stay in or the meal you want to enjoy. You can visit them online at BoardWalkPlaza.com to check out everything that they offer. Well, Mark, let's get right to it. All right. Let's introduce our guest, Phil, Phil Vischer. Hi. how are you guys oh man it is so great to be able to talk with you about this topic of talking with our kids about jesus i mean i've I've got two children of my own mark has yeah we have a two-month-year-old at the moment right so he's going to be taking a lot of notes i'm sure (laughs) but i've spent a lot of time in front of the television watching veggie tales with my kids they love they love every episode (laughs) oh very cool so, can you tell me how VeggieTales came about? What was what was the beginning? What where did all of this come up? Yeah, I was uh, a computer animator in Chicago in the late 1980s. I, I grew up in a family that was very focused on ministry. My my great grandfather on my mom's side was the first non denominational radio preacher in America and preached on the air every Sunday morning from 1920. Three until 1964. Wow, that is really incredible. Have you got old recordings of their of his? Uh, you know, presentation? I do. I wow. do. I have some of the recordings of his old radio show. That has got to be neat. Yeah, we had missionaries coming through the house all the time. I had relatives who were pioneering missionaries who actually took the gospel to cannibals. Mm. So I kind of I kind of grew up hearing stories about people doing amazing things for God. And wondering, you know, what's the amazing thing I'm going to do for God? Because I'm shy, and I like to play with puppets, and I don't want to go to Borneo. (laughs) (laughs) So where is it going to line up for me, right? (laughs) Right, right. How does this all fit together into something that, you know, my family would consider worthwhile? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was while watching uh, MTV in high school when MTV first turned on in the early 1980s that I thought, you know, well, this is so cool because it was like a 24-hour film festival. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also thought, the value messages coming through in these videos are not the value messages I learned in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And and I thought, you know, okay, so if technology can be used, if technology and creativity can be used to promote values 
that I don't agree with, couldn't they also be used to promote values that I do agree with? And that mm-hmm. kind of led me on a quest into filmmaking, well, further into filmmaking, I was already into it, but further in looking for a way to tell my own stories and, and create uh, my own characters. And that led me into computer animation mm-hmm. very early on in, in the uh, development of the the art form, um, which led to an experiment with a talking candy bar character, <laughs> Uh, which led my wife to say, you know, moms are going to be mad if you make their kids fall in love with candy bars. And I thought, okay, very good point. Well, what what's shaped like a candy bar that moms wouldn't be mad about their kids falling in love with? And the next thing that popped into my head was a cucumber. <laughs> nice. And that's where VeggieTales came from. That is so cool. That's really wild. And I have to agree with your wife. That would be really tough to fight against. <laughs> Dancing yeah. and singing yeah. candy bars. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Veggie Tales was all candy, it would be an entirely different experience. <laughs> I can imagine. So, uh, <laughs> was your effort well received by your family? Did they think, "Oh, well, Phil's found his calling," or did they think, "Phil, we need you in Borneo"? <laughs> no, uh, no. They. I was such a shy kid that I don't think they saw me heading off to Borneo anytime mm-hmm. soon. So, I right. think they just wanted to see me gainfully employed and out of trouble and and, and living on my own out of the house. So, yeah, they, they were, uh, uh, my mom at that point when I started was uh, a Sunday school curriculum editor mm-hmm, uh, sure. at David C. Cook, the oh, very world's familiar. largest Sunday school curriculum publisher. Absolutely. And so she was the one that I first took the idea to and said, so, the, you know, vegetables, retailing Bible stories, you see any issues there? Are we okay? <laughs> uh, that's a good and, resource, uh, though. She said, yeah, very, it was a very good resource. She said, well, a couple of things. Number one, do not portray Jesus as a vegetable. And uh, one step So that far. became rule one for VeggieTales. Okay. We will not make Jesus a vegetable. She said, rule number two, don't imply that vegetables can have redemptive relationships with Christ. Hmm. Like, okay, huh. okay, yeah, I can see your point. So that's why Bob and Larry never pray on the kitchen countertop when mm-hmm. they're being Bob and Larry. They only pray if they're pretending to be Bible characters. Gotcha. Wow. That's interesting. That's important. a very subtle yes. but important, you know, portrayal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because hmm. otherwise you're sending some very confusing messages to kids about inanimate objects. And, yeah, and right. All cucumbers go to heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <So. laughs> and then the third thing she said was, every time you get a chance, remind kids uh, how God made them special mm. and how he loves them. Yeah. Uh, and so that became the tagline for VeggieTales because of my neat. mom. Man, that's wonderful. Yeah, that is so wonderful. So um, I can remember my first exposure to VeggieTales. I was actually in college by the time I ever you know, discovered VeggieTales. Uh, Mark, you said you saw them a bit when you were younger. So so actually, no. I So my wife is a pastor's daughter, and her entire childhood was VeggieTales. Nice. And so when we started dating, we were 18 or so, she took me to the church and we pulled out the VHS tapes and she, and she had me watch a couple of them. She's like, you right. have to experience Veggie Tales," And it was, it was awesome. like a make or break kind of a thing for you. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Phil, um, you know, coming to Veggie Tales at different ages, um, of course, my kids grew up with it. It was, you know, some of the first Christmas gifts and birthday gifts, things like that. With your children, how many how many children do you have? Uh, I have three kids, okay. all, uh, all grown now. Sure. Um, so what do you think is 
age appropriate, what's the best age to begin talking with your kids about what God has done for them, about Jesus and God and the concept of, you know, heaven and what happens to us after this place? Oh, I, I don't think there's any age where it's inappropriate to start talking about God. Uh, you have to be aware that kids, you know, uh, under five, under four or so can't really think abstractly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very hard to talk about abstract concepts, um, you know, like redemption or sanctification or mm-hmm. things like that. So, so where you always want to start with young kids, and this is as soon as, you know, that they have language, is just talking about who God is, you know, who made this, who made us, who made you, who made me, mm-hmm. uh, and who loves us. Uh, you know, so, so the character of God is really where it all starts. And that can be, you know, two and three year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting that. We have a granddaughter, two and a half year old granddaughter. And, the, and that's where, you know, she is right now. Let's talk about God and how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> developing then, you know, forward into uh, sin. It's hard to explain Jesus if you haven't explained sin. Mm. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to explain the solution if you haven't explained the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that quite often with young kids. We say, you know, hey, you need Jesus because he'll forgive you of your sin. And they don't have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sin is. I don't know what, what forgiveness is. These are all abstract concepts. Uh, so I, I did a series called What's in the Bible that I did after Veggie Tales. Mm-hmm. And the goal with that was to walk kids all the way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, and, and touch on every single book in the Bible and, and big concepts, you know, like sin and forgiveness and redemption and salvation. Um, and that's really targeted at uh, uh, elementary age kids. Okay. You know, so, mm. so preschool is really about there is a God. He made everything. He made you. And guess what? He's crazy about you. You know, yeah. that's where we are in preschool. Have them uh, and walk away with that concept and that truth yes. and make it, yes. get it seated in their heart so that they feel that when they get to the deeper conversations. Yes, because that's the foundation of everything. If you don't have a foundation of a loving God uh, introducing the notion of any you know, sort of wrath or punishment is terrifying, mm. absolutely terrifying and destabilizing Mm -hmm. uh, if you already have it. It's like a parent starting out by, you know, uh, with a spank instead of a hug when you first meet your child. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it starts with a hug. So you you want to establish God's character, uh, and you have to keep in mind, wrathful is not part of God's character. It's Mm -hmm. a response to sin. Uh, love is God's character. You know, mercy is God's character. So you start with those things that are God's character. Um, and then eventually, you know, you, you start to layer in the complexity of, so, so why do people behave the way they do? Why is the world hard sometimes? You know, and that comes up very naturally because as your child interacts with the world, you know, they're going to get punched in the nose. Right. <laughs> they're yes. going to have things taken from them and things broken that they care about and people sick that they love. So it, it's very natural to get to the point where it's like, okay, why, why did that happen and what do we do about it? And then you can start to introduce the concept of wronging someone or hurting someone and needing forgiveness. Um, you know, but that's on top of a foundation of, of God and his character. Mm. So were your kids young enough for VeggieTales as you were creating it? Uh, my old, yeah, my oldest was 
22 when I, when I started. Oh, wow. Um, she's now 29. So that tells you how long ago that was. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I created Bob and Larry the year she was born. Oh, and man. Then, and then we went into production on the first one when she was about two and a half. So uh, she was a voice in Madame Blueberry. She oh, was fine. Annie, the little green onion that sings the thankfulness song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they just, you know, they grew up with it. So my, my younger two kids, you know, were born into a world of vegetables. <laughs> so so was VeggieTales kind of their Sunday school? Like, did they get to learn the way that you anticipate, like that you hoped that VeggieTales would help other kids learn? Uh, yeah, well, Sunday school was their Sunday school. And <laughs> VeggieTales was part. I never, yeah, I never intended VeggieTales to be a Sunday school alternative. I always intended it to be uh, a Sunday school supplement, yeah. you know, something for, those six days when you don't get a chance to go to church uh, that make up the majority of your life. So yeah, I think VeggieTales was a part of their development. Um, You know, I was very young, you know, I was 25 when I made Bob and Larry. So Mm, I hadn't done all this thinking. (laughs) I didn't go, I didn't go get a master's degree in theology and child development and then create Bob and Larry. Mm. Uh, So most of my, my Bible learning, you know, has been since then as I've, Mm. as I've grown older. Uh, So like most parents in the early days, I was winging it and hanging on for dear life. You um, hear that, Mark? You know, and hoping, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And hoping what we were putting in VeggieTales, you know, would benefit my kids uh, as well as others. It's great to have them as an inspiration and then also as, um, an accountability, right? Like you do want to pour the right words into your own children, right? You know, and so right. then that just pours over into all the other children's lives that you've touched. That's that's really cool to have them there. Yeah, and and a lot of the stuff I've done since veggies, uh, I've I've done, you know, thinking, wow, I really wish I would have had this when my kids were little, right? Mm. You know, I, I want to make stuff that I wish I had had. Um, and, and now I have a two and a half year old grandchild. So it's, you know, it's coming around again. So now yeah. it's, Oh wow. I need to get ahead of her. You know, right. Right. Have, so, would you say Phil, ready. that it's only the parents place to step in and, and have these discussions with kids? Should it, should it only be the parents place or can other people in the, in the child's life have a, an influence on them? It can definitely be other people in the child's life. I always think it needs to be, under the direction, you know, of the parents. Uh, what I'm, what I'm not a fan of is sneaking in spiritual lessons to kids without their parents knowing about them. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I get uncomfortable with, I get uncomfortable with, with outreach programs to kids that are a little deceptive in, in what they're doing, you know, where it, it looks like it's just a sports camp. But it's really an evangelistic outreach, mm. and maybe there are parents who don't know what they're bringing kids to. Right, and right. It, you know, and I always think about from the other way. You know, what if someone did that to my kids from a different religious Oof. perspective? You know, if a yes. if a Muslim family moved onto my block and made a backyard club that I thought was about soccer, and it turns out it, no, it was about learning the Quran, right. and they never mentioned yeah. it. You know, I would be. My, my trust would be broken and with them. Because of the approach method that they used. It was bait and switch. Yes. Come for yeah. soccer, you know, learn my faith. That's much different. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with, you know, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to talk about the Bible. Is that okay? 
um, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with, oh, now that your parents are away, they should be teaching you this, but they're not. So we're going to teach it to you when they're not looking. Right. Um, I just, I think there's, there's something sacred about the relationship between parents and, and their own children that I don't want to ever violate. And that's why, you know, to be honest, I've made sure that every VeggieTales package that went into a Walmart uh, or a Target, somewhere on the package said God. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, if there's a parent that honestly does not want their kids to learn about God, mm-hmm. I want them to know that this is not what they want to buy. Right. Um, and and I'm, cause I'm trying to earn their trust that if they ever change their mind, <laughs> yes, yeah. know, that, that they would know where to turn and not feel like, you know, oh, those Christians, they really snuck one by snuck me one, when right. I wasn't looking. Yeah, that's great respect uh, that for just, That people. concerns me. That's really a good, you know, good way to respect, you know, where they're at in their faith journey as well. And like you said, when they're ready. Right. So what do you right. think are and some... And also, also to, to recognize that, you know, that God is ultimately drawing people to himself. Mm. Uh, and, and I do need to trust God, you know, mm. with, with other people's lives, that I am not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it is not my job to force people, uh, you know, or, or to use methods that are questionable uh, for the sake of, you know, but I have to preach the gospel. Uh, you know, God is in charge, you know, and, and he will draw, he can draw the parents, uh, and that could affect the kids and would give me an opportunity to, to affect the kids. Uh, so, yeah, in Sunday school, if I bring my kids to church, I expect that other adults uh, will be speaking into their lives spiritually. Um, you know, and if I if buy, buy resources from other adults, I expect that those resources will be speaking into their lives spiritually. The parents can't do it all. It takes a village! It does um, take a village. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice when the village is on the same page. Yeah. Speaking of resources, I know that we have um, utilized, like I said, we've watched lots and lots of VeggieTales movies and, and episodes over the years with the kids. Uh, one of my personal favorites is The Wizard of Haas. That was a great, a lot of puns in that one. I, I really appreciate it. And, um, but that's one of mine. Is it? <laughs> I, Thanks. It was yeah, great, man. I, I only wrote <laughs> I only wrote two after the bankruptcy, and uh, so since 2003, I've only written two, okay. and that's one of the two. Well, I love Wizard of Oz. I just absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's really, really good. Thank you. So, but um, there was also I know always in our house, and it's it's now it's moved from my daughter to my son, and we read it every now and then. Uh, you know, like a a children's Bible, and in fact. You have been working on a project for a long time um, that's finally seen the light of day, the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So uh, after Veggies, you know, I wrote most of the Veggies up until 2003, and then uh, found myself with a lot of spare time because the company fell into bankruptcy and was bought by another company, and Mm -hmm. then they wanted me to do voices, but they didn't want to give me a job, so I was kind of sitting around you know, mm. staring at the floor. Um, and then I'm pr- praying through all of this, and I really felt God telling me to take kids deeper into the Bible, you know, deeper than I could go with bouncy, happy-talking vegetables. Sure. Um, and, and that led to the What's in the Bible series, you know, to walk kids all the way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in uh, 13 DVDs of an hour each. Wow. Um, and that took... That was a five-year project to do that. Uh, wow. so 13 hours worth of video, animation, songs, 100 songs uh, to go all the way through the Bible. And when you set out to teach something to kids, you very quickly learn 
how much or little you yourself mm. know about right. that subject. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so I'm wading through Leviticus. <laughs> like, I don't know how to teach this. I need to learn. And it, and it really drove me, you know, to read extensively, read commentaries, talk to uh, Bible scholars that happen to live in my area, because I live right next to Wheaton College here, and they have a great nice. Bible department. And yeah. we were partnering with Tyndale House Publishers, who has a great Bible department. So I'm asking all these Bible scholars questions, and I'm reading all this stuff. And oh. I learned so much during that series that afterwards, uh, somebody suggested, well, what if we took that and actually did a kid's Bible, a, a picture mm-hmm. book Bible? Um, and that seemed like such a fun idea so the kids could have something in their hands, you know, they could carry around, uh, they could read with their parents or grandparents before bed or after, after dinner. So it's 52 Bible stories, starting with creation, ending with the new creation, new heaven, new earth. Uh, and it goes all the way through the Bible and tells the big picture story of the Bible. And my motive for that is, is that, you know, and I've, I've taught a lot of Bible stories, but whether it was Veggie Tales or whether it's Sunday School, we tend to focus on the fun ones. Sure, you know, we yeah. Focus on, you know, we'll start with Adam and Eve because that's got animals in it, and then we go to Noah's Ark because that's mm-hmm. got animals in it, and then we go to Daniel in the Lion's Den because that's got animals in it. <laughs> and then up we on think, a oh, common theme here. <laughs> yeah, is there a theme? Yeah, and oh, oh, did I mention Jonah and the whale? Oh, there's a whale. Oh, we got yeah, whales. Right. Bring in the whales. We always. We always get Balaam's donkey, and I can't figure out why we never teach Balaam's donkey to kids, because it's got a talking donkey in it. I think a talking donkey would do quite well in media, don't you? Don't you think so? I think that could be big. I I know who could voice it, too. I know the perfect guy. Who would you suggest? I I, I don't know. Just spitballing here. Maybe Uh, Eddie Murphy? I don't know. He might be busy, but... uh, eh. I'm I don't seeing know. him as more of a more of a dragon, yeah, uh, yeah. Asian girl. That's I think. So you're going to have to try harder because you could never do this, the exact same voice yeah, for two you, characters you in two different competing studios. And you know, that you would be the one work. to ask. You would know. So. <laughs> well, I so, think that and, sounds like a really cool is, book. Yeah, the problem is when we just give kids all those highlights. Right. They never get the macro story of Scripture. And if yeah. they don't get the macro story, they don't see the Bible as a story, and they don't see how it explains the way that, why the world is the way it is Absolutely. and what God is doing about it. So that's what we're trying to do. It's like, kids, this is a story. And it's the, the truth. It's the story of reality, and it's a big story, and you can be a part of it. You yes. can find your place in it. And now when you sit down with a full text, you know, ESV or NIV or KG, KJV, and you open it to the prophets or you open it to the Gospels, you'll know where you are in the story, and it'll make sense. Now, you, you mentioned that at one point in time, the company behind VeggieTales had to close its doors and shutter the project, and and it's been off the table for a while, right? Uh, yeah, it's been on and off and on and off and yeah. over and under the table and around the side of the table and in the backyard and the storage shed and all over the place. <laughs> well, it's it's it stayed on our shelf the whole time, but I am super, <laughs> super excited for everybody who is a VeggieTales fan and somebody who wants to like dive into this world for the first time. You've got 18 new Veggie episodes coming out very soon. Sure do. I am. You want, you want to hear I want to hear, hear more all about, about that? it. Yeah, because I am thrilled. <laughs> I'm seriously thrilled. Yeah. So since uh, since my company, Big Idea Productions, went went uh, upside down in 2003, uh, the veggies have been owned by 
four different companies since then. Wow. Um, and so up until a couple of years ago, it was DreamWorks owned VeggieTales. And then a couple of years ago, DreamWorks was bought by Universal Studios, NBC Universal, which in, in a turn is owned now by Comcast, the cable company. Uh, so, you know, and those companies are so huge. Like when Universal announced they were buying DreamWorks, we just thought, well, they don't care about some vegetables that happen to be <laughs> in, in all this sure. stuff they just bought. So in my head, what was probably happening was the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is put in the box and wheeled into the giant government warehouse yeah. never to yep. be seen again. And I kind of thought, well, that's it. Bye, Bob and Larry. They're... They're gone. Um, but that's not what happened. Instead, the folks at uh, TBN, the Trinity Broadcast Network, have always been big fans of VeggieTales. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to Universal and said, hey, are you going to do anything with VeggieTales? And if you're not, can we do something? Because we've always wanted to do something with VeggieTales. And Universal said, well, we won't give it to you, but we'll rent it to you. Oh, my. Because huh. they do that. They huh. rent things. The license and the ability to use it, huh? Yeah, so they did a deal where TBN can produce uh, a new season, a whole TV season worth of VeggieTales. And then TBN reached out to me and said, hey, Phil, we have a deal to do new veggies. Uh, would you, first they said, would you do voices? And I said, no, I'm not doing voices if I don't have any creative role. They said, oh, right, okay, right. will you have a creative role? And I said, yes, <laughs> thank you for asking. Sorry, I had to twist your arm, but yes. <laughs> Um, and uh, they sent. They had already had somebody write a pilot. They sent me the pilot mm-hmm. and asked me my opinion, and I said, my opinion is, can I write you a different pilot? And they said, okay. <laughs> so I wrote a new pilot, and they really liked it, and uh, so they, uh, they're doing 18 new episodes, and I've written 10 of them, and Mike Naraki wrote two of them, and yeah. uh-huh. I made sure Mike would be a part of it and that Kurt Heineke would come back to do the music again. So uh, it's kind of like putting the band together, Wonderful, Blues man. Brothers, so we can take it out on the road again. Yeah, and we're doing veggies. Man, that's great. That's exciting news for veggies fans. I like. I'm so excited. <laughs> and where where are those new episodes going to be available? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked me that question. Uh, the first one we did. Uh, I'm writing the pilot. And they said, oh, wait a minute, we need a Christmas special. Why do we need a Christmas special already? Because Christmas is coming before we would have the rest of them done, so let's see if we can get a Christmas special done for this Christmas. And I thought, oh, wow, okay, that's quick. So (laughs) I wrote a Christmas special. And the Christmas special uh, just came out on, like, this week. Uh, The Christmas special just came out. It's out on DVD and then it's going to air on TBN in November. Uh-huh. And then all the other episodes, the other 18, are in production right now and will come out on TBN uh, sometime next year. They haven't told me yet, so mm. I, I don't know. But then they'll come out on streaming platforms and DVD and all over the place, I think. Very neat. And out of curiosity, yeah. um, when did that conversation about Christmas, like how long did it take from we want a Christmas episode to it's coming out? It was... Uh, uh, last November. Okay. So wow. I yeah. started, I started working on the pilot in October of 2018 and I got that done and everybody liked it. And then I was ready to jump into the next one and they said, wait a minute, 
Did you do a Christmas episode? <laughs> and so I had to change gears. I had to get out my Christmas decorations. Yeah. I had to, you know, drink eggnog yeah. and put on a Santa hat. And, get your and Bob then, and Larry sweater and then, on, right? Yeah, put my Bob and ugly Bob and Larry <laughs> Christmas sweater on. And it's always hard because, you know, with VeggieTales, I think I wrote two or three, maybe three Christmas specials. Yeah. And you're always writing them, you know, in July or uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Some profoundly un-Christmassy time of the year. Uh, and so to get into that mood, the nice one, it was actually November when I wrote this one. So it was, it was in the air. Close. There was some Christmas <laughs> in the air. Yeah. That helps. <laughs> I know that like uh, pastors always have a hard time when Christmas comes around because they have to think, how do I talk about the same story in a different way yeah. year after year? Yeah. And that must be yeah. hard as well <laughs> for you. And if you go too different, if you say, wow, I'm really going to throw them a curveball this year, everyone complains. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, that wasn't Christmassy at all. But if you do the same thing you did last year, they also complain. So, yeah, that, that's tricky. Um, I actually, I, I wasn't sure I had an idea for it until I remembered uh, a, a piece I had done. I do a podcast, a weekly podcast, and I, and I had done a piece on my podcast um, after, and, and this sounds heavy, but bear with me. It was after the Sandy Hook shootings, the sure. school mm-hmm. shootings, which happened right before Christmas. Yeah. And I was struck by a news story about people in the neighborhood, uh, taking down their Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just couldn't, they couldn't imagine celebrating Christmas right after a tragedy like that happened. And, and the piece that I did was really saying, wow, we've really forgotten what Christmas, what we're actually celebrating. We're celebrating God entering our broken world to bring healing, you yeah. know, to, bring, to be with us in bad times, but also ultimately to end bad times. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. So when something terrible happens, that's when we should celebrate the hardest. Uh, and so I thought, was there a way I could teach that lesson to kids? And so we, we, we did a, a story where a kid writes in a letter and, and says, you know, everyone's excited about Christmas and Bob and Larry are decorating. And then a kid writes in a letter and says, I'm not excited about Christmas this year. You know, our, my dad lost his job or we have to move and I'm not going to be able to see my friends. I don't know if, you know, we're going to have presents. And it's just, I just, why should I be excited? And so mm. it creates kind of a kid scale, you know, tragedy. Um, hmm. to then ask, answer the question, why do we celebrate Christmas, not just even in bad times, but especially in bad times? Um, and that's, you know, that's the lesson. I thought, okay, well, this is something that's worth telling. You know, this is a story that's worth telling. I'm inspired. And then that makes the writing go much, much better. Awesome. Well, Phil, you are such a creative person, and I am so thankful that you, you know, you listened to God's leading in creating these crazy vegetable characters that have inspired so many parents to talk with their kids about Christ and also have really laid some strong foundation for a lot of kids that we that are, you know, leading ministry today. We just appreciate the time that you've spent with us. We hope that things go well with the new season of VeggieTales and also with with the uh, the Laugh and Learn Bible for kids. I think that's going to be a really great asset for any family to pick up. So Phil, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a whole lot of fun. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. 
You can provide feedback and suggest show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes, which includes links to each of the things that we've talked about on the show, like the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids and the new episode of The Veggie Tales, when you visit our website, 887thebridge.com.